0: I am your host, Sadaf Razi. I'm a former fashion editor and stylist turned digital beauty and lifestyle writer. And once a month, you'll be hearing my voice to give Hannah and Joe's vocal cords a rest. Each month, I'll be interviewing an influential figure in the beauty industry. Today, I'm chatting to Flex Mami, who is a media personality, model, CEO, best-selling author, and much more. A multidisciplinary millennial, she's been featured in places like Vogue, ID, and she was a finalist for Cosmopolitan's Influencer of the Year 2018. Welcome, Flex. Hi. (laughs) I'm so excited to chat to you today. So we're just going to jump right in. Everyone at Adore Beauty loves your flex cards. Actually, Joe and Hannah have used them in a couple of YouTube videos. So I want to know if you had to add a question to the deck of flex cards, what would it be? And we Mm. both have to answer it. I don't know what you're going to ask. So I might need two seconds to think about it.
1: A question (laughs) that I would ask. Oh, this is a good one. (laughs) Me, this is a good one. I'm like, oh, no, I'm scared. (laughs) If it's good, it's good. If your life never changed from today, like it never got better, it never got worse, do you think you could learn to love it? Yes.
0: I think, knock on wood, I'm very blessed to have an amazing family. I know that sounds very cliche and I'm not going to (laughs) cry my first question. But as long as they're happy and healthy and I have them and my dog over here, I'm good where I am. Isn't
1: that so good? Yeah. I love that. How about you? Absolutely. I was telling a friend yesterday that I kind of exhausted myself on just self-development content. Mm. I notice how a lot of myself and my friends get radicalized on self-development content because it makes you feel empowered and that you have agency to do what you want with your life and to orient the direction that you're heading in, Mm. but you don't get enough time to appreciate where you are in this moment. And sometimes you need that little reminder that yes, you do develop with the intention to change the outcome, but it might never change. And so when do you develop that sense of contentment? Just right here, right now. I've (laughs) never
0: thought about that. That's so good because you always see those things are like stay present, stay present and you're like but what's behind that like intentional thinking and that's so true while you are trying to develop. I'm in my 30s, I'm still trying to develop different things about myself, my career, my personal, whatever it is but you do need to take that moment just to stop and say okay if nothing actually ends up happening or going your way, just would you be okay? Like that's so good. I'm going to take that to the next dinner party. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I mean, with that tonal orange makeup look, I'd be happy. (laughs) (laughs) So on your podcast, Flex and Brims, you both discussed a concept that has stuck with me and Joe. That concept is that everyone either looks like a frog or a rat. Can we just quickly go through how to determine who looks like a frog and who looks like a rat?
1: (laughs) It's really tricky. Froom's introduced me to this concept. And when I told the internet, I found that it's not its not completely unique. It has existed before her. Ah. I also asked her the same question. I think, is it purely aesthetics or is it a vibe? Ah. She says it is an aesthetic, but it's more about the combination of your features. Yeah. Plus the vibe. So for example, one might assume if you have really, really dark eyes, you'd automatically be a rat right with BD eyes i'm right no because you need to add those eyes with your other features like how far apart they are right you know the bulbousness of one's nose the elasticity of one's skin hair texture hair color i don't know i think the concept works really well visually yeah yeah if someone is a well-defined either or It gets into murky territory.
0: Can you be a combo? Yeah. What if you're a combo? You can definitely
1: be a combo, but I think it's not as fun if you're a combo. I think we need to believe in binaries just for the frog and rat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Make an executive decision. (laughs) So if if you have like really good skin, like you like collagen, Mm -hmm. but then you have like beady eyes, that's like a hybrid, right? I'm frog dominant though. Oh, is that more, does that stem from your energy or your features?
1: Well, I just think that if you were to like take out the human elements of my face and just say, that girl's an animal, <laughs> love it. It's a frog. <laughs> what would I be? I feel like I look like a bit of a rat. I don't know. You get to be a rat.
0: Am I rat? Right? Okay. Yeah. I have like yeah. the beady eyes. An old <laughs> editor of mine who like, I love her. She's amazing. This was not said in a malicious way, but she was like, you look like a slow loris. And I had to Google what that was but luckily it was very cute. I'm going to Google. Yeah. Now it has well. like really big beady eyes, but it's like super cute and little. So I was like, I'll take it. A slow loris. Oh wait, they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> see. <laughs> I feel I'll like they're it. in
1: Disney movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. I loved her. So I didn't take it as an attack.
1: <laughs> Never.
0: All right. I mentioned your tonal look that you're actually sporting today. And I follow you personally on Instagram and I'm always just like, I can't concentrate on what you're saying because I'm just always perving on your makeup. <laughs> so we've got here one of your iconic looks. Is this stunning tonal orange on your eyelids and cheeks? I feel like it's a signature flex look, to be honest.
1: Yeah, true. I'd love
0: to know what products you use um i saw a video also where you did your makeup in less than 10 minutes and how yeah. you fluffed your brows applied your concealer foundation and lip in less than 10 minutes
1: i'll never know sometimes it's even five honestly. Oh dear lord <laughs> wow i'm so sorry i don't want to brag <laughs> but i will but i will i'll take the opportunity so for the skin here's the thing Mm. i used to be a capital m makeup girly you know it was my thing i bought all the products i also think that was exacerbated by working in the beauty influencer industry and you know having an abundance of things sent to you so things i would never think to try or integrate suddenly were in my lap and i could try them yeah and i feel like you know when you're doing quote unquote euphoria makeup in 2013 You exhaust yourself quite quickly of what makeup can do for you. Yeah. And I was also finding that I was forgetting what my face looked like. Yeah. Like once you take off the eyelashes and the bold lip or whatever. So I don't wear primer. Ooh, controversial. I'm a primer girl. I feel like it works. But something about the way my skin operates, the product just sticks on it anyway. Yeah. So, oh, of course I do my skincare routine. I moisturize. And then I do no primer, no foundation. Damn. For concealer. Not to brag. I'm using... (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, God. Keep going. Concealer currently, if we're talking about today's face, I use Rimmel's kind and free it's like a vegan lightweight concealer in a blue container I know a lot of people don't like light concealers but Mm -hmm. I just like a little bit of brightening same and I apply that under my eye and if I'm feeling frisky like a little bit on the forehead but I already have a really shiny forehead anyway like it's quite yeah it catches the light so I don't necessarily need that yeah if I don't use the Rimmel concealer I'll use the Fenty Beauty concealer which is another controversial one really it's the first one they released because people said it's too drying for their skin but I guess I've got oily skin, so I'm like, it's perfect. So it works. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. I love the Fenty Beauty products. Like, yeah, they're really, really good. Truly. I- have like genetic dark circles. So I literally can't leave the house without a high coverage concealer. It's just like that South Asian mm. vibe. It's like not, <laughs> like if I don't wear it, someone's like, are you sick today? I'm like, nah, hun. i I'm just, I just don't have concealer on, <laughs> but yeah. It's just me. <laughs> it's just me. So what
1: is this orange shade you're wearing on your eyes and the cheeks? The orange shade, the one I'm wearing today is a sample from my beauty brand Gush. Mm. It's a matte orange. But before I made that one, I used to use Napoleon Purtis Color Disc. It's a single eyeshadow in the shade Tequila Sunrise. And it is a bright, true orange. And then I use that on my eyes. Don't mind me. I'm just adding this to my staff order now. I get it off the door so you can get it there. Oh, amazing. You, I put it on my eyes, like just use a fluffy brush, one turn across the eyes. And then I also put it on my cheeks and connect the eye to the cheek, like a draping kind of, I don't know. Love. I also love the matte orange look. Like, I'm sorry, I think I'm going to have to coffee this. And I'm- You sure? Yeah, I'm
0: adding that Napoleon Tequila Sunrise to my next staff order. seriously, because I'm always like, what is this matte orange she has? It's like amazing. It's literally so good. Yeah. So segueing into orange and bright colors, you pull off bold colors and statement pieces. And beauty looks like nobody's business. Have you always been this experimental when it comes to
1: beauty and fashion? I mean, yes and no. I think when I was in high school, I was a scene emo kid, aesthetics, not vibe. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of black eyeliner uh, and black lipstick on a night out, whatever a night out is when you're 17. (laughs) (laughs) Like a drive thru, don't you? (laughs) Literally. And then, of course, that evolved into the classic wing liner and then a really defined brow because those were the options. Uh, and then I, when I was maybe about like 2021, 20, I was like heavy into like the false lashes and the full beat and like the cut crease. Mm. And it was just all too much. But I think I just liked beauty and I liked watching beauty YouTubers that I couldn't help but get involved. Yeah. And then I was finding that once I started, you know, becoming flex. Mm-hmm. So when I was 2021 20, and I was a DJ I kept finding that I was, it was DJ TV presenting and doing a bit of radio and it was a lot of in-person events and I couldn't do a fresh fit every day. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have enough clothes for that. Yeah. And so I was finding it was really easy to just put on a colored wig and put on interesting makeup. And it would give the illusion that I was, you know, more interesting or or putting in more effort than I actually was. And so that's how I became really interested in makeup. It was like a practical approach to not wanting to resourceful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To combat the, the overconsumption that was bound to happen feeling like I needed to come up with new looks. And then of course did the beauty influencer thing briefly, but you know, I could imagine, I mean, maybe people don't know, but being a beauty influencer in Australia is quite difficult considering that the majority of people who are consuming my content are not black or do not have dark skin. And so I was finding, I don't know how products are going to turn up on, you know, your skin tone if you're white, or I don't know how this should sit on. So it was just getting really confusing for me not, Actually being able to be of service yeah and so when I sort of wound that down yeah now I have quite a practical approach to beauty I just wear the same look every single day because it works I'm trying to combat you know not wanting to dislike my face by just letting the natural features shine like my mum would say yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enhance your features. and so now we're here it's just a makeup uniform for me
0: like you said, creating that illusion and thinking of different looks. I definitely did that growing up. I come from a very middle-class family. So, you know, I couldn't afford the things also when I was in high school that my friends were always getting like these new things and sporting these new looks. So it's really good to know that like even influencers or whoever I like, you know, they think of these things to just, you know, Be resourceful and stay creative. I love that. And now look at your uniform. Look is your signature look. I'm like, I wrote that as a question. I was like, (laughs) what is this amazing orange she has on her um, face? It's amazing. So. This is a good segue i (laughs) followed your tumultuous uh splendor stories (laughs) it was great very very entertaining as is all your content um so in your ig stories you did this fashion hack where you pulled your skirt and created a knot from the inside yeah. yeah it was that pink silk skirt and then it gave that amazing ruched look on the outside do you have any more beauty or brilliant fashion hacks like that that you can share with us also your muddy skirt in Splendor and then the next day how you got that all out. I was so emotionally it's invested.
1: Fine. <laughs> About to be a washing detergent influencer. So I was yeah, like, seriously. I'm like, I put it in the washing machine. <laughs> and they're like, what did you use? I'm like, I don't know. Just detergent. <laughs> I love it um hacks 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 I guess the first one is what I mentioned before using the same color on your cheeks as you do on your eyes mm. for this sense Good of one, uniformity yep. continuity and I think it works well for a no makeup makeup obviously if you're a makeup wearer you can tell I'm wearing makeup but I think people just assume that there's this natural flush to my skin at all times <laughs> so that's a hot one yeah um my next one Honestly, I would say it's my most hackiest hack is people always compliment how my hair always looks incredible. And I agree, it does look incredible. But again, I I spend five minutes on it max because- There's too many things to do in a day and I'd rather be sleeping than getting dressed. So if you invest in ponytail extensions, it will save your life. Like I have a thousand of different ponytail extensions. This is one. I get it in a texture that suits my hair texture. And so every day, all I need to do is put my hair into a bun, attach the ponytail extension piece, and then I'm good. And I'm replicating the same look again and again and again and again. And also it's like the margin for error is so low because yeah. it's the same thing every day. That's what you'll find. My whole aesthetic is finding how I can, I guess, uniform eyes, everything, my makeup, my hair, my outfits, my jewelry. It's the same thing on rotation, That's just so good. different colors, efficient. different I shades.
0: Love we love a time efficient girl. <laughs> um, a great hack. Thank you. <laughs> So shifting gears a little bit, you have an amazing book called The Success Experiment and it's had rave reviews from influential people like Zoe Foster Blake. What's one thing that you would hope people would take away from your book?
1: Oh, one thing? Can I do two? Go for it. I think that if you're trying to achieve any type of modern day... Success, material success, like emotional success, physical success. There are literally millions of people who've done it before you and shared it before you. You are not so unique that what you're trying to do hasn't been done before. And so follow the formula, follow the recipe. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I think that, you know, we've kind of been shamed into thinking that being the most original thing is the best path for most people. If your goals are reasonable, like, you know, you want to write a book or you want to start a business or you want to work three days a week, I promise you there is a distinct and actionable pathway to do that. Just follow it. Mm, Good one. Stop trying to like look into your brain and figure out some unique way to get to where people before you have been before in efficient ways. That's number one. And number two, my biggest, 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 biggest one. People often ask, how did you do this? How did you get here? I want to be where you are, which is totally fine. And it's a reasonable thing to ask. But I don't think people consider that, you know, a lot of what is being, a lot of what is normal about being human are things you can't quantify. Mm, I don't know what it is to feel human. I just know what it is to feel like myself. I don't know what it is to feel confident. I just know what it is to be perceived as confident. Do you know what I mean? And so when you're asking me to quantify what I did to get to where I, where I'm going, that puts me in a position where I have to assume that was only the sum of my efforts, that, you know, the wind wasn't moving in the right way so I could get that selfie light, that, you know, that someone else didn't teach me how to communicate and articulate myself so that I could, you know, express what I want, that I didn't have a mom who empowered me when I was little, you know, to bolster my self esteem. So I would ask people or implore people to think about, you know, not how you get to somewhere, but how you, knowing how you are, are going to do the things you want to do. And so it's understanding like who you are, not as someone who has the ability to emulate someone else, but knowing like, what are your flaws? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your wants? What are your needs? What are the things that get in your way constantly? What are your motivations? you know, what are the things that limit you that people won't understand? Like you spoke earlier about being, you know, ethnic and obviously being raised in ethnic households. That is a different experience to someone who's going to be living in white Australia, you know, upper middle class. And so getting advice from that person to, dictate how you are going to do you is not reasonable and it can only motivate you so far and the sooner you kind of recognize that the better it's going to be
0: you know it took me a while to get there and I'd say shamefully even the last few years of my 30s and that's so true and it does have a lot to do with I think representation and, you know, even in high school, I grew up in a predominantly white school. My best friend was blonde hair with blue eyes. So you're so right. Even now, it's like I might look at other people similar to me who look like me or have similar backgrounds to me, grew up like me, and not try and emulate, but just go, okay. Well, okay. If we're talking about beauty, well, that looks good on them. It might look good on me, kind of like what you're saying. But I love that sage advice that you were just saying: play to your strengths and think about your weaknesses and where you stand. That I love that so much. I'm actually, gonna yeah, record the our own podcast and keep it's that like in mind. Yeah.
1: It, it can feel yeah, literally, it can feel really contradictory, but it makes a lot of sense. You know replicate and emulate what you can but you are the sum of unoriginal things but the combination that has come to make you is completely original therefore <laughs> you got to figure it out I love that it's like we talked about the skin tone thing in beauty like yes someone with my exact skin tone would be like I want to wear that but turns out we don't have similar face shapes, so you can't put your blush where I put my blush or we have different so undertones, true. or we live in a different yep.
0: climate no I love that and I think you deal with confidence or lack of or whatever how it's perceived at all ages you can't say that you i can't say succinctly at like 30 whatever that i'm super confident but it's so good to carry that piece of advice with you because i think it helps a little bit with that kind of thing and self developing so yeah look i'm definitely going to go out and get that book because i really loved that piece of advice speaking of What's I know this seems cliche, but what's your favorite piece of advice you've ever been given or maybe something that's just always stuck with you? It doesn't have to be super deep, but whatever it is that was like your favorite piece of advice.
1: I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's the one that stuck with me because I recognize it in other people. Yep. My mom used to tell me, don't do a job, a thing, a task at 50% hoping or assuming that somebody's going to come and finish it for you. Mm. I didn't understand what she meant because I think most of us assume that when we're doing something, it's at full capacity or it's with the assumption that we finish it whole. But I used to remember like, you know, she would say, can you clean the kitchen? Oh no, sorry. Can you wash the dishes? And so I physically wash the dishes and leave them on the side of the sink, you know, slopping mess everywhere. There'd be water all over the floor. You know, I wouldn't take out the bins. It was like this lack of initiative or this lack of lateral thinking that could encourage me to think bigger than what I'd just been asked you know like let's say if you it could be in anything like let's say I wanted to be a good friend for someone and I'm like you know what I'm just going to give them a ring it's like okay that's 50 percent. Mm. like giving them a ring is one thing checking in on them like assessing if they're actually okay active listening mm. you know providing a safe space to land that's a hundred maybe not even a hundred percent but it's far more than you would assume is necessary and that's not meaning to exhaust yourself or to overextend yourself or to over accommodate but i do recognize in myself and in a lot of people it's this propensity to think you're doing the most when you're actually doing very little and almost distracting yourself with busy work to accommodate for that fact. There's something about like stopping and being like, yeah send that email to six different people when you really could pick up the phone and do it Mm. yourself yeah you know ask your friend what the best route is to get to dinner when you could really just use a map and get in your car and go yeah you know there are certain ways that we choose to lean on people because we know we have this expectation that you know i shouldn't have to do it my whole self or i don't want to it's like yeah if you know that for sure that's fine but yeah i see it because i'm like i finally get what she's saying And it's not something you can teach someone because you don't know what my full capacity, my full 100% might not be your full 100%. So where I might think one person's being incompetent, they might have just broken their back and done their best work ever. But it helps you create a standard for yourself and creates boundaries for your own behavior. You start to act as if, you know, act in the way that you want others around you to also act, you start to attract people who behave in the way that you would, who show up like you would, not in like an echo chambery way, but in like, a, oh, I'm finding community because, you know, we were raised right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're like full of pearls of wisdom. I think we're gonna have to get you back on for a party. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like DM me to be my new life coach. <laughs> so just to wrap things up a little, we do have a non-beauty question for you. What does the last text message on your phone say? I have two phones.
1: Let's go with this one. Ooh, a two phone girl. Um, can we, it's from the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Like, is that one? Or one, one from my friend Tao that says, oh my God, Dot, dot, dot. I will take this into consideration. Dot, dot, dot.
0: Ooh, leaving us hanging. Taking what into consideration? (laughs) Give us a clue. (laughs) Tal, we'll sit on that towel Um, and get back to you.
1: Yeah, look, <laughs> when it eventuates, we'll come back for a part two. <laughs>
0: Are there like three beauty products you're like loving right now? They can be anything.
1: The skincare count as beauty? Yes, anything. Okay, okay, okay. So one of them has to be the Youth to the People Cleanser. Ooh. I don't know about you, but cleanser is my favorite skincare product. It's so underrated to me. I feel like people do not think about how good of a cleanser. Let me just look at it. I'm going to get frustrated. So that's number one. <laughs> Number two, it's not new, but benefits hula bronzer and toasted it's for darker complexions and i just think that people my skin tone have been so um like excluded from beauty that we think that there aren't products made for us and this one has existed for years everyone's like what are you wearing i'm like it's a benefit everyone's like there's
0: no way there's no way i'm so sorry i have to interject and tell you that i agree with the benefit and we've just i'm not just saying this because it's stocked on our site and i did a story for it but i fell in love with it because of the story they've released all these new shades, you will Be obsessed, get on our website and have a look. So I love the terracotta one and there's some beautiful orange ones. So I'm all for a benefit, bronzer. So good. Okay, last one.
1: What's the other one? I would say, oh, do you know what is so underrated? It is, it's not even a product I use every day, but I was just going through my makeup drawer and I pulled out the Fenty highlighters, right? The ones that the internet was obsessed with four years ago, maybe five years ago. But there is a silver shade, silver. What? Called Diamond Ball Out. I have never used a metallic shadow Ooh. that was like multi dimensional, catching the light. It was like, had glitter in it, but it wasn't glitter. It just had the illusion of glitter. And it was so nice. It's technically a highlighter. I use it as an eyeshadow. Ooh. But I think it's perfect for people who want the appearance of having makeup that is interesting and done, but only ever want to use one brush or even a finger. It's on the finger, it's a swipe. One it's swipe. It's on one brush, it's a shoo, 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 windscreen riper. That Ooh. is so good. Okay, looking into- One last one, cause it's really good. Yeah, is go the for best it. lip oil in the world. Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> jo-, jo might go toe to toe with you on this one. She loves the Bobbi
1: Brown one. Okay, tell me. magical is- I haven't tried the Bobbi Brown one. Okay. But I'm telling you, this would tick the box for cost availability, sheen, staying power, and moisturization. We're on the edge of our seats. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is the Rimmel Oh My Gloss. Have you tried no it? No. Oh! On a cliffhanger. I'm telling you. Okay, it comes in clear. It comes in red. You have to try okay, it and let me know. I, I let will. me know, I promise you. Thank you
0: so much, Flex. It was such a pleasure to chat to you. Um,
1: my pleasure.